Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings. 2022 BMW Championship, DraftKings picks, pivot plays, ownership, weather, the final bets, and of course, the live chat. Now, if you're not watching this live as it's happening, and you ask questions after, not going to get answered. You got to be in the live chat. You also need to be subbed to Mayo Media Network in order to ask your questions. So please go do that right now. And it's time to fill up the week one DraftKings Listeners League for NFL. There's no more golf listeners leagues. I mean, I ended it last week when I won the event, but that was already planned out. So week one, I think there's already 1,500 spots gone in it already. So that's going to fill rather quickly. There is $75,000 of rake-free guaranteed money in the prize pool. So it's like a major week uh, for the listeners league, but it's week one. So that's down in the description. Go do that right now. Smash a like to the episode while you're here. Tyler Tambellini of runpuresports.com is in studio with me. You won a lot of money this week. I did. Another, what's the what's the thing we always say? I leave the studio for a week, come back a little bit richer. So it worked again. I really do want to break that though before this season runs out. And I would love, someone said it yesterday, okay, Tambo's back, give us, give us another five figs to us. I'd like to win the seven figures this week in the Mega on DraftKings and prove this theory wrong. So it's a no cut, 68 people, it should be fun. This is the last, I don't like next week. For right. DraftKings. I don't think we're going to do a show next week, to okay. be perfectly honest with you, because I don't feel like playing. It's not <laughs> that I will play like a few DraftKings lineups, but the staggered start. Did they, is this the one where they do captain's mode? They should. I, I actually honestly don't even remember. I remember there's a decent edge in it last year, like at least from what the field does to how it projects and stuff like that. But I, I don't think it's show worthy and it's just going to be a matter of taking some shots, like you said, and getting your action in that way. Yeah, just take the guy that no one owns and hopefully they have a good week. Yeah, diff- different construction. I'll talk about even for this week, it's the same sort of thing because while ownership's not congested, it's going to be really spread out, I think, for the most part, just when we get talking to it. like Everyone has their guy. Lots of guys you could make cases for last week. I still think this is a good week and it's going to depend what I always say, not who you play, but how you play them. So, and, and last week was the the pure balance strategy. Yeah. If you went pure balance, I mean, I even did like my the lineup that I ended up winning with was like a modified stars and scrubs. It was four balance, two guys in the sixes. Yeah. And even this week with no cut, you can probably get away with that too. I, I think that's to. a good way to go this week. I think again last week that was the way too. I had Lucas Glover in there that ended Ooh. up getting the job done for me down the stretch. Just an incredible run from him. So that was pretty awesome. Bearoff sold me on him last week on the Fantasy Golf Degenerates podcast. We got on him and. He ended up bringing me to the promised land in a lot of places. Could have been a lot better, but I'll take it for sure. That was like me. If Mullenix just didn't bogey one of the final two holes, just me par yeah. on one of those, Pat wins a lot more money last The worst week. is going back and figuring it out because there's so many. Mine was like Hatton missed a six-footer for a birdie and a streak. And then right after that, Finau could not get up and down on 18 for a bogey-free round. So, like, all those points was worth about another 70K. I think it was 100K for second. So. Well, the worst was because I had Sungjae in those lineups. And I was like, oh, if Sungjae does two putts on 18, I'm going to get the all below 70 bonuses. Not realizing he shot 70 in round one. Uh, and then Mullenix lost his with the 70 in the final round. I was like, yeah. oh, God, man. Like, what are we doing here? This is awful. Those bonuses matter, man. Five points. They re- they re- like, those huge. five points were, like, especially when you're near the top, those five points are... And no one really had Sungjae at the top, which was weird. He and Putnam, weirdly enough, were the two guys that I really needed to do well because, you know, everyone had Zalatoris. I had Finau. Everyone kind of had Finau. Mullenix, of the guys at the top, was the popular 6K guy. 
yeah. with like the common 6K guy. Putnam was, it was probably like Glover for you. Like no one had Glover. Yeah, no, nobody had him up there. Mullinex was popular up there. So I was trying to fade and fend him off. No one really had Straka. Again, at the end they did like creeping up because he was in the playoff. That, that mattered to some of those lineups in the big tournament. But overall, he wasn't like heavily owned or anything for the week, obviously coming off the, the stretch of miscuts. But you were there. I was you, there. You live. got you got to sweat it live. I don't know. I couldn't imagine. I want you to walk me through what it's like to sweat that live for yeah. that amount of money. I don't know how you do this every week. I was in like panic mode for eight fucking hours on Sundays, being like, because <gasps> at one point I was winning like sixty thousand bucks. I was like, can, can I hold this? I was like trying to figure out all the different ones, and I had the most players remaining. Yeah. Of anyone, and then my guys just everyone kind of caught up to me because all my guys got on the course at the same time. But I don't know if I could hurt. I don't know if you could handle that every week. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, I'm still getting my voice back, as you can tell there. But I just would say that it was the most incredible thing ever. I talked about it all season. I didn't like the bet on him. I bet him huge for the last. He's my only bet last week. So much conviction in the call. Was on it for a couple weeks, waiting on it, just teasing it out and saying that's what it's going to be. Said it on Twitter everywhere, going into it right away. Posted about it all week. Kept saying it even when I was there. I was I went and watched him in the practice. I was like, just made 10 of those putts. He's going to make it. He's going to win tomorrow. Like, it's just going to be destiny. Sure enough, you wake up, Cam Smith penalty. Like, just everything kept going his way. And the funniest part down the stretch, so getting to the actual sweat, was, you know, I'm starting to see when he's on hole 12, 13, that I've got a good sweat on DraftKings going now because Glover is making the run, and I'm starting to fade some of these guys. Spawn is falling back. Merritt's falling back. Cer- certain guys that I maybe didn't need in certain places. And so when he gets to 16 and that just incredible break happens for him and it pops out into the fairway, people are already tagging me on Twitter. Like, no, I'm like, no, we're up in the booth on the green. But they're thinking, did you throw that back in play or whatever? And so did you? I did not. Oh, you should have. If it didn't work out that way, you should have just went over. Well, like it it was just the best break. Get yourself ejected. It's worth it. (laughs) I I didn't do this, but I was thinking through my head. Here's where people would do it when we got to 18 later on with Straka needing that putt uh, after. But he he made it, so I didn't have to worry about that. So. I leave the thing when he doesn't make the eagle putt, which I thought he had a good shot at. It was the putt that guys had made all day from right there for birdie usually. But uh, I, I hopped out. I said, okay, now I got to go tail this and, and go follow it because, you know, I've got a shot here. And he didn't make that, which I thought would have shut the door. Anyway, long story short, I start, I leave the pack. I just start running on my own, chasing it up. Uh, other guys eventually caught up. But, you know, on 18 was incredible. Got to see it all happen when he, when he was outside of Straka, and you just know if he misses, not only does he miss, but Straka is that close and has the line. That's when I got the most nervous, and I honestly felt like probably how's that like the disappointment of his whole season in those other losses. It was just to me like there's no way out here. Like I want this guy now. I was cheering for him just so hard beyond the bet. So I was like, I don't want more heartbreak for old Willie Z. So incredible finish, getting to the playoff hole on 11. The, the third one, I was like creeping down. I arrived right after the ball clicked that seven times. And I was like, Zal's ball. And everyone was like, yeah, I was like, Ugh. man, I was like, please get wet. And I like crept down between these kids. I was like shoving people out of the way, get down by the camera. And I'm right there looking at them. And then that's when Straka hit it in the water. I was there for that live. So that was incredible. So happy about that. And then I had to watch the whole Zal decision play out and, so good that he took it back. We well, couldn't tell it was his block. Yeah, well, that's what you said. Because on TV, it was very clear. Like, you can't hit. Like, if you hit this, it's probably going to go into the water. Yeah, the pitchers after when you saw it, was like, there's literally no way you can take that shot. I still thought like, he's so dialed. Like, just go back and let's figure it out. Because uh, Straka's in the bunker. Like, there's a lot of things we could come up with here. But a lot of the people around me, because of the angle, and I understand why, were thinking that it was the, the club. He could get behind it. You couldn't see the wedge in between that and the, and the grass there. So, uh, in the end, a great decision. 
popping it there, making that putt, being there live for it. I was yelling at him the whole time, like I'm his coach or something. Like, dude, <laughs> your destiny, Will. It's your destiny. And I was like, remember me? I was doing the, the Feinberg. I was like, I told you on Saturday when you were walking off the 16th tee, it was going to be your destiny. And he gets that lucky break on 16. He gets the Cam Smith penalty to keep another chaser off his back. All, all the things went his way. And I'm so glad he finally got the job done, not just for financial reasons, but overall, it was awesome to see him get the W. Yeah, for all of us Zalatoris betters who, I mean, I'm so happy he hit it at 30 to 1, not 12 to 1 two months from now at some sort of swing season. Well, event. like last week when it was 14 or 18. Yeah, 18 like, to 1, I can't like remember. Like, not only week. did we all get whole on Zalatoris, we're actually up on Zalatoris now. It's fantastic yeah. news, but you have to be the most profitable Zalatoris better ever. You bet him yeah. once, he wins. The best conviction of all time, right? <laughs> and, and to get on the right spot and to be there. And mainly, we again, we thought the course set up well and better for him, of course. We knew the number would be bigger. All those things made up when we talked about it a couple weeks ago. But the other sense of it was just that it was kind of a joke where it's like, I'm going to be there. Of course, this dude's going to get the W when I'm standing there live watching it. That's just the way things go. And yeah, ran pure, if you will. It was a good finish and a great week overall. I was happy with it. What was the crowd? It sounded like it was 99.999% cheering for Will Zalatoris. No one cheering for Straga. 100 <laughs> I, I swear to God, like it was, and that was before the playoff. Forget in the playoff; it's 110 more people <laughs> showed up to add on. You can't have a higher percentage, but I'm saying more people got there cheering for him. Before that, though, I didn't. It didn't matter who was there. These, it's like he's just a crowd favorite almost. Everyone wanted Willie Z to get his win and get the job done because he was in the mix. And I think it's almost. I mean, he gets these comparisons now a little bit, but Spethian in the way, not how he plays or the magic beans of like the Spieth love. It's like that. People are just there if he's even in the mix. It's almost like when Spieth first came on the scene, they'd seen some of the heartbreak, all that stuff. Things go his way early. He had a chance. I mean, if he closed all these majors, think about how even more famous or popular he would be. It was just awesome, man. Like, they're just a... Even bigger, you know, from not being a big fan on the win side of things, but now just to see that happen and in person, him going nuts and showing that passion, I loved it. Cam Young, by the way, another very passionate dude, of course, a, a college teammate, but uh, of Willie Z, and we'll talk about him for this week. But on 16 on Friday, when he was, he thought he was going to miss the cut. Whole crowd, everything there didn't matter. He chipped from green side on the 16th green, duffed it. And he thought that was going to cost him the cut line, made a hero birdie on 18 later to make the cut on the number. Dropped out just the biggest F-bomb on everybody, right? It did not care. He was so pissed. And I was like, that's the fire and passion that I want to see. Didn't help him over the weekend. Didn't help showdown lineups that I kept playing him and thinking well, he was going to get it done. Th that's because when we get to him in a bit, dude couldn't make a putt all week. Correct. But he was all over the deep middle of the fairway and 10 feet from the pin. If he wins, time. if he wins this week, he's like going to win another week. like destiny situation. I bet him, week. of course. I'm just saying, but how, how often can we get this type of situation? So yeah, but I love the passion and the fire that he showed when he thought he was going to miss the cut. So that's just another tidbit. I haven't been to a DraftKings live final since Paul and I went to the uh, fantasy baseball world championships in manhattan that was a lot of fun that wasn't at, obviously it wasn't at the venue i think there was a thing at yankee stadium for like all the participants they had ran like a 100k showdown contest for them all to play in and like go to a box yep. at yankee stadium paul and i were setting up you know <laughs> you know when you're there to work you, you have to like do mic checks and camera shots all that fun stuff but the actual sweat was a lot of fun i imagine this DraftKings event at a golf course is fucking incredible Oh yeah, the the mm -hmm. service top notch. The the booth on sixteen is it got to be a six figure plus booth. Like it's the best. It actually the only booth around the place that had AC. 
So you got AC on the inside, it's hot as hell outside. It's got its own little bathroom nook that you can go down to. You can get right back onto like the third, like the, it's just a perfect setup and spot. And then talk about pin placement and the hole to be on for every day from making the cut, the, you know, the moving day pin, the, 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 eagles. the, the eagles down the stretch that, you know, are the tournament result basically uh, riding on them. Just everything about us. It was an incredible setup. It was a little bit of a runaway. Not, not quite. The guy had to sweat it a little bit down the stretch. It was like BRB underscore younger guy. Didn't get to talk to him much. Congratulate him at the, the bar. Guy, at the like, end how, of the, how old would you say? Like, 22? I would say 24, 26, Fuck, to be honest. Must be nice, man. <laughs> yeah, he said, I think he had just got engaged. So, you know, I would he, have, huge for him. If I had won, it was a million bucks? It was a million bucks. If and I, he gets an automatic TOC seat, which oh. is not the semifinal one where you got to play in to have a chance at He's another million. In. He's auto in to the TOC. I think it's the final 25 after the semifinal of after this NFL season, like 70, we'll go down to 25. He, he's in the 25. So he's going to have a one in 25 shot at a million again in this TOC. So just an incredible day for him. He had to go out and sweat. I know he was sweating legit, like walking everywhere, coming back, like, oh, like he's worried. But he ended up taking out Whistles Go Woo, which is huge. He came second. And Peter Gibbons, who came third, who had 15 seats to start the thing when he moved them all on, ended up getting five to the finals. So he felt pretty good. He was feeling it, and he should. It was an incredible win for him and huge money and just a great place to sweat it out and be at. If I was 24 and won a million dollars, like me, per, like when I was 24, I would have had such a massive drug problem. <laughs> Like yeah. that, that's how that would have turned he did, out he for he I wouldn't be sitting here right now if I had had a million dollars at 24 years old. He, he didn't strike me as that. And he could have been 28. He looked younger. I'm yeah. just saying, I, I mean, for him, uh, he said, he, I think he started playing like a, a year, year and a half ago. He he ended up getting like a 50K win. Did in, you tell him about the PME? You should tune in, pal. Yeah, we'll get him. Hey, maybe he does. I don't know. I, I didn't get a chance to really talk to him much. He was sort of doing his own thing and sweating it out there. At the end of the night, DraftKings took him out to like a nice big special dinner to congratulate the winner and, and him being victorious. So we had some drinks at the bar and then they had out that's cool that's really awesome how was memphis just in general did you like it i'll be nice because i'm a nice guy I think it, was, it was all right i i, I will say this I'm did you also, get barbecue i least? wear my heart on my sleeve it wasn't the best place it wasn't to me um the best time in general it just of besides the event itself is it like the two if i was going to go somewhere i'm not signed up to go to memphis tennessee the food to me was okay it wasn't the best barbecue that i've even ever had so i, I don't know like that would be what I would say about that. And we went to all the places people said it was good. Uh, don't get me wrong, but it was, I was not blown away. Let's yeah. It wasn't like, Oh, I see why everyone just constantly talks about Memphis barbecue. Yeah. I had a very good time, but it also had to do with the people, the place everywhere that I was. So no, no knock on Memphis. Just wasn't, I've been to other places that I've had better times visiting and seeing stuff. Beale street was okay. It wasn't like the, the craziest street that I've ever been on for a party street, things like that. So I, I don't know. It just wasn't uh, it didn't blow me away by any means. Well, this is the final live chat of the golf season, but if you enjoy watching Tambo and myself, we're going to be doing this Friday mornings for NFL? You tell me. Friday mornings. There. I think that's the, after we get like, after Thursday night, we get closer to like what we know what the injuries are going to be. Yeah. We can start answering people's questions. Plus we have a special announcement between myself and Tambo about fantasy golf degenerates and fantasy football picks and bets on Mayo Media Network with me and you yeah. doing it this year. I'm excited. Be, it's going to be a good year. NFL, I can't wait. I was looking. I was doing my calendar up last night and checking some stuff out. I didn't realize how close it actually is. I, so. I just went and cashed out my DraftKings money before I just <laughs> go hog wild either this week or week one and lose it all back. I, I got the money out. A NFL, <laughs> just so many ways to make money. So many, picks, uh, see, that's you know, what, that's what you say, but so many ways to lose money for me. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I just think it's better when you have more options. And again, it's obviously a tighter... When you're talking about betting spreads and totals and things like that, it's the sharpest of the sharp with all the books. But... 
props, right? We're excited for that things. It just a, a lot of different ways. I'm saying that you can get your money in. It doesn't mean you're always going to win. Yeah. But a lot of different ways you can get your money. In. It's going to be an exciting year. Well, one thing I'm super excited about for NFL season as it pertains to prize picks, go DOP to sign up, by the way, get that match deposit. All right. Already going. So he might as well go get it right now and tune into the UFC show. We got super good UFC card this week. Well, I don't know if it's a good card or not, but our slate on Mayo Media Network's going to be good. Cody and Paul, DOP Wednesday night. Brett Appley, DraftKings picks on Thursday. And brand new for this week, because it's a pay-per-view, my guy John Kelly is going live, yeah. 7 p.m. Eastern time, So if you on Friday evening. So after the weigh-ins, if you have questions about DraftKings, prize picks, bets, whatever it is, or you just want to talk some UFC with John, tune into Mayo Media Network. He's going to be live this week. And uh, RunTheSims.com has a new prize picks tool for NFL this year. Yeah. I'm I, like I made so much money on DraftKings and Prize Picks in USFL because it dominated. I would expect that Justin's projections for US, USFL were probably top five in the world because he paid so much attention to it. I can't guarantee that for NFL because people are very good at NFL projections. But like once those Prize Picks lines get dropped, you can run the simulator on Run the Sims slash Mayo for that discount, by the way. And I feel like that's going to be hopefully very profitable for me this year. There's the optimism you need. That, that's the pad optimism. I'm in to go. It's like, oh, you win money. I don't win money. There's no way to make money. Then you get this confidence that I make all the money on prize picks. I've got Run the Sims. Put those two together. Boom. Winning some more money. Restack the account from there. Well, I got a bit of extra money in my uh, gambling account this week. I'm still not back to even for the year, but I can get there with another win this week, and that would be fine. So I've uh, taken... Minimal shots at three different tours for the final picks of the week. And you can sell me on someone right now. I got in good when we were talking on the Monday show with Feinberg if Cam Smith withdrew like halfway through the show. So I had already locked in the three bets that I really wanted to have. So for the BMW, and this will all be in the newsletter this evening. You can sub to that for free down in the, down in the description. And the comment section, just get emailed to you right away. Super easy. Morikawa, 27 to 1. Cam Young, 33 to 1. Joaquin Neiman. 45 to 1. I went with some Euro Tour fun here. Okay. Thirsty Lawrence, my guy. I'm going back to the well. 30 to 1 over in the Czech Republic. Raza's guy, Max Kaifa, 50 to 1 with five places. Gavin Green, who everyone has bet this week. Yes. I, I jumped on the bandwagon. I got something for that. 60 to 1 with five places. Corn Ferry. If I was betting Goddard up at a PGA event at like 18 to 1 a month ago, I'm not going to not bet him at a Cord Ferry event at 28 to 1. So Goddard up. I got Austin Cook at 75 to 1 with five places. And Satashi Kadira, that's a Ryan Baroff special this week. He even DM'd me about it. He's like, you got to bet Kadira is like, sold. 100 to 1, five places. I'm going with Cam Young in the one and done. Jeff is going with Tony Finau. And get this, Cust won't say who he's picking this week. Oh. Because it's the final week of his like main pool. Does he have a chance? He has a chance to come back and win. Oh God. So he won't tell us who it is because <laughs> the other guys apparently could have this guy left and just dupe him yeah. if they know who he's going to pick. So he won't say. So just badger cussed on Twitter to reveal his But he'll reveal number. it right after lock. Right, right after lock, yeah. But then people are going to be super pissed. Yeah. Who could it be? I'm trying to think. Uh, well, last week he picked Justin Thomas on the show, but in that pool. No, yeah, in that pool, he had already used Justin Thomas, so he used Rory. Does, does he have Scheffler left by chance? <laughs> he might. I was thinking about Scheffler. I wrote Scheffler up as a fade, betting-wise, uh, in the Golf Digest column this week. Like, uh, yeah, I, I know putters can flip at any moment, but he's been, like, historically bad on the green since essentially the U.S. Open. He's been really bad. That's the talking point right now on him. I think that's interesting is that he's, like, the player of the year, everything, all that's on the line, I get all that, but, like, he started the season so well, you know, solid through the middle there, and now it sort of has 
dropped off a little bit from what the expectation. That's just golf. Yeah, he's the number one player the in the world. The way people see, he's still number one in the world. He's still, I think, number two in the, the FedEx Cup playoffs. Like, there, there's all these factors that are still going to be in his favor. The course should set up well. Everything good, you know, is fine here. So we'll talk about him for DraftKings. But going back, I got to tell you this right quick. Gavin Green is not going to win the event. So you must bet him first round leader. Oh. That is where people are going to forget and be like, well, of course I didn't bet him first round leader. And then he goes and he's not, and he doesn't win. So make sure you get the Gavin Green first round leader bet. That's come through before in the past. It's a good one. You can eat, you know, get an each way certain places, all those factors. But I definitely love that one. The Kodaira, of course, bear off sold me on that as well. So with you there, I'm trying to think of that other words. Oh, Mansell. Our boy, oh, Johnny, Johnny Mansell is he, playing. Yeah, he's actually. Uh, is I he think in, he's like twenty-five to one? Is he, is he corn fair? Oh yeah, he's Richard Richard Mansell, twenty-five to one. Over Johnny's the, uncle. Well, this is all like the check courses. I mean, Sky and Tom did the breakdown. If people want to go watch it, it's up uh, right now on on the network. It's up on Fantasy or Daily Fantasy Sports Picks and Bets, the Mix audio feed. If you want to get on that, yeah, there we go. Gavin Green, first round leader, sixty to one with five places. That's the one. In. That's what I'd sell you on, in. just because you already had him for the main. But how many times do you do that? And you're like, ah. Oh, of course, he's leading most after of one. the time. Like time. most of the losers that I bet to win outright are like second in the first round. Yeah. So if I can get those five places, that's not so bad. I know everyone. I just Henny was too expensive for me. I missed out on uh, the hell's his name, Wilco. Ninabar. Yeah. Yeah. Missed out on him. Like when his price was forty. Like I looked at it, it was like twenty two. I was like, no, oh, I don't want that. I, yeah, I missed on the. I missed on those. So I was also. In, I'm coming back from Tennessee, and that's like. Yeah, well, can you tell people about being in Tennessee and not being able to hedge any of your money? Well, the weirdest, so I can't get on my normal offshore book and I can't get on the, the, nor, the drafting sportsbook is legal there, but Tennessee has these weird laws where you can only deposit a small amount. It's literally like $2,500 for the month. I was like, so what the hell? If you live here and play DFS, you better run good on your first weekend of play. If you even, I mean, that's less than I'm playing. So I was like that. How do you even get money and make money here? But that was the point. So anyway, the service was horrible running around, trying to find a book. I'm not going to ask someone else. And I, I usually don't hedge anyway, but I was just thinking you with this much you, on the you line. You texted me. I had like 20,000. It was, I'm literally shoving 18 year olds out of the way to like fly down to the hole to get to Willie Z. There was just no thought in my mind, even knowing that I had like 20,000 plus riding on it where I was like, I just need him to win. So I was just, like I said, it was destiny. I was trying to will it, if you will, for Willie Z to get it to the finish line. And sure enough, it worked out. And I was, I was pumped, man. It was an incredible day. Weather at the Wilmington country club. I'm using the I 95 and Marsh road one there's like three of them that are right around there i think they all say the same thing yeah there's very max gust 10 miles per hour yeah and it looks like there's rain overnight tonight so the course might be a little bit softer the rough a little bit thicker uh and then even on friday nothing above eight miles per hour the entire day so guys guys are gonna hit a pier they are and guys that are there right now just talked to some guys in the discord this morning and stuff like that so the rough ain't what you think it is so i think it's like Cantlay said it yesterday i think it was that's you know it's gonna be hit it out there bomb and gouge feels like it again (sighs) that's so whatever because we do this and we say all stuff and other guys show up but the point is obviously if you can you know some of these holes leave a wedge in hand anyway so it's like there is if you see brian Harmon on the leaderboard on sunday it won't surprise me he, was, he just did it last week it wasn't that that was a bomber's course but the point is if you're playing good golf and the greens are so big here and you end up putting well and all these factors there is going to be guys that aren't bombers up there but for the most part if you see like eight out of the top 15 and they're higher up there and scoring the most DraftKings points that's where you're going to want to take advantage and be able to get those guys into your lineup. So uh, just from what I'm hearing that's that's how I'm seeing it play out. 
So I, I might throw this into, I uh, just kind of occurred to me, I don't know, I mean, I've mentioned this on the show already, and then I just never looked it up as the week went along, because, you know, I'm an absolute moron. Where's Kapalua? Now, how do you, what's the official name of Kapalua? I'm, I'm looking for it right now. It's not like TPC Kapalua. Damn it. I don't know. I wanted to look it up. And just look up the putting from there. Just because these greens are 8,100 square feet. Those ones are 8,800 square feet. The plantation course? The plantation course. That's exactly what it is. I never remember that stuff. There it is. Plantation course. It's supposed to be a great place to go, though. Oh, it's in Hawaii. No, I mean, How can like, it be a bad place Sorry, to go? Hawaii's incredible. I meant like it's supposed to be a great tournament to attend. So here are your leaders in strokes game putting at Kapalua over their past 12 rounds on average. Now, some guys have four rounds. Some guys have 12 rounds because you have to play in the Tournament of Champions in order to get there. Putnam, Poston, Herbert, Cantlay, Neiman are your top three or top five. Sorry. I like one of those. Is it Neiman? I, I, love well, I do love Neiman, and I bet him. We, we didn't talk about that off the top. I missed the number on Young. I got 25 but um, because of this betting stuff, but I got Neiman. But I like Herbert for value play this week. And guys that have been putting horribly at that course, uh, Hovland, Matsuyama, Keegan, Glover, Steele, like the guys that you would expect to be really crappy putters. Although Hovland's kind of a – he's only played eight rounds there, but either way, this is the – God, per- he sucks at chipping. Like, I know he says it, and it's a running joke, but he was there. He, he was <laughs> – Two times off the green side on 16. It was so bad. And you can almost just see it in his face. He was in my line. He hates it, man. He knows it's going to suck before he even hits it. And that's, like, I think his problem. But here, you know, he should hit a bunch more greens. They're huge. And then it's just the lag putting. So it's probably fine. I'm just saying the I did notice that. Watching him live, he was really bad. The It's funny that I think that's the one thing that people really enjoy about, like, watching golf on TV is that you can go out and play yourself, right? It's not like... It's not like watching the NHL and you go play beer league hockey. Like there is literally no resemblance yeah. to either of those things. But there are certain things like you say, Vic, you know, he short sides himself and he just walks up and you can see it on his face. Like I can't hit this shot. He knows. And, and so much of golf is committing to be like, no, I can hit this shot. Like once you start getting those negative thoughts and that's relatable, I think to anyone who plays like mm-hmm. there's like two holes at the course that I play. Like I step on the tee. I'm like, I'm going to have an eight on this hole. Like See, that, just, that's what it means. Like it's, just, it's, it's in my head so much, and it affects every shot that I have. It, it's funny that that is actually translatable to pros. Yeah. I that's why Dustin was always so, like, when we think about Dustin, we like to joke about Dustin, how he's a robot. But there's so much, like when he turned the corner and became like the number one player, started winning majors. So much of it was just, it feels like he has no memory about any of this. He stuff. just doesn't care. Yeah. yeah. He just moves on to the next shot. There's not much you can do. That is the truth. And I think that matters Quite a lot. Like, like, that's the fact, right? How much do you believe? Like, Will be- believed in himself, literally yelling Steph Curry chants out, right? What are they going to say now? This guy is pumped and fired up, and then he just kept going and going. And I don't know how he did it still, but just little things like that. It's a, a big mental game, of course. So let's talk DraftKings. 68 players, no cut. What's a strategy? Just find one or two guys that no one has and just load up with who you want? Because all my picks this week look like they're overwhelming chalk. Yeah, I think the biggest factor is there is some 6K guys that are getting a lot of love. So you don't def- use them. Maybe or like at least get different with them. But like you talked about earlier, some might say only one 6K guy. I think you can get aggressive and go two. I think you could play three because some of the guys we talk about this all the time, like Varner at 6,900 could have been 7,300 here and it wouldn't matter. So here are so the guys. Little things like that. Here are the guys in the sixes generating the most interest at the moment. Uh, Kitayama, I had, who's the dead men. I have at 7% right now. But in the double digits, 
Mullenix, my guy. For sure, yeah. And like, especially with how Cantlay talked about the course people are going to go to Mullenix. He's playing well. I'll probably fade him this week like an idiot and not ride the hot form. But he's like 13, 14, 15% right now. And all of the ownerships are going to be wildly inflated because there's only 68 people. So yes. chalk is not normal chalk this week. Like if someone's 12%, that's probably going to be like low owned. And you also got to see what, what's around a certain guy. That's why it always gets talked about. It's even more obvious in an event like this. The six guy like Mullenix could come through. He's, he makes perfect sense on paper, but when he gets that inflated of an ownership and you actually have guys that are like 1% or 2% around him, you're talking about a five or six to one difference between them in ownership. When you get up top, there's going to be decisions that you actually have to make because a guy, like you said, at 20% at 8,900 might not be as bad as you actually think because it also matters what's around him. Yeah, the 14% at 6,200, much worse than the 20% at 8,900. Or 22%, exactly. Yeah, whatever it is Whatever it ends week. up being. We'll use Cam, Cam Young as the example. So Mullenix, Taylor Moore, Wyndham Clark, Griot, and Stallings appear to be the five that are going to generate the most ownership down in the $6,000 range. I feel like there's just easy pivots off of all of these guys. Like, really, what's the difference between Mullenix and Steele? Steele can't putt, but... Mullenix really can't either. He's been better lately. Yeah. I don't know if I, and Steele might be a bad example because I don't want to go to him. I just look at Troy Merritt at the 6,300 bucks. And although he doesn't fit the profile that I want, you kind of mentioned Brian Harmon. I just feel like his putting can keep him in this. And, some, some of these guys are going to come through. And, and I think a lot has been said, like, like, oh my God, look how long this course is. It's 7,000 or 7,534 yards, yards whatever, yeah. par 71. A lot of that is made up in two of the power fives, which it doesn't seem like anyone's going to get to in two. So who cares about how long you hit it? And then there's a bunch of really long power threes, like 200. So a lot of it's wrapped up. When I actually went and counted, the 400 to 450 yard par four, there's like seven of them. So it's not as long as people think. It's again, it's again a little bit deceiving because of that. And it's also how you play things and how good you feel about your game. I watched it on 16 this past weekend. It was definitely a gettable hole in two, but at some, like the pin placement, for example, on Saturday was the risk versus reward might not have been worth the risk because you were oftentimes sailing over it to the backstop, having to get out. And then you're short-sided up into that hill that nobody could chip up. So it was like, you were better off the guys that laid up. You had this huge landing zone that you could just plant it in and at least have your look at birdie. And a lot of guys made birdie that way instead of trying for the Eagle. I think it's a similar thing here. A lot of these guys, if they just hit fairway, a good you know layup, if you will, to get in the, the zone they like to be in, can have their shot in and still find their way through it. And then the other greens, it just comes down to the lag putting, the three-putt avoidance, that sort of stuff. So I agree there. What was your take on your boy Luke List? He's there at the start. I actually think he'll be higher owned than Kitayama, regardless of what anything else out there says. It won't be a ma- It's not like I'm saying crazy yeah. distances. I'm just saying I feel like he'll come in higher than Kitayama down at the bottom. He's been so fucking bad. Right. Like, it's incredible how bad he's been. But he's like Hoagie a few weeks ago bad. He, he is, but... Or like Straka last week but, bad. But this this is what has happened to him, and one of the main reasons that I... Because I remember I used to bet him every single week, and then I stopped doing that, and then I got back on board. The biggest change in his game when he started... Where was it last year? I think it was the Wells Fargo last year. He ended up coming in sixth. And then all of a sudden, his short game returned. And like you can look at his ball striking, the off the tee and approach. It's good. It's always good. He's always going to be in the positives on those things. He's very good at that. And you have to hope he doesn't lose six strokes putting. But the biggest difference when he went through his slump was he couldn't chip anymore. And now, all of a sudden, he has all these positives. He's gaining two strokes, three strokes. He's gaining every week around the greens. And what have we seen basically since he won at the Farmers? He kept it up for a little bit and then lost the ability like all, all through putting. He's losing like seven strokes putting. But since the Masters, he's gained around the greens once. And he's missing cuts every single time. So when you're a terrible putter... 
and you have no short game. Because the short game was saving him. It was putting him to like two feet. He can go tap those in. Now he's leaving himself like nine feet and he can't make those putts. So he's making so many bogeys that maybe for DraftKings scoring in a no-cut event, I see the sense in it. I just feel like he's just making too many bogeys to actually compete. Like he's not going to give you any placement points. Yeah, flip side would be that the, I mean, he could outscore his placement. And secondly, just to add that, I wasn't going to say that first, but the other thing is what you talked about. He doesn't, probably doesn't need to round the green here. I think you do. I think he'll be okay. I think he's a better ball striker than that. If everyone's doing the same thing and he's getting, again, his putting is always going to be the issue. But when you're only paying the stone minimum 6000 the guy, the guy can make birdies, and if those bogeys you're saying were stemming from a poor around the green game, I think he can avoid some of that by hitting some of these bigger greens, lagging it up, and being able to do it. And again, yeah, but I don't know. I don't know if he can lag it up. Is that that's still a problem? The, for him the too. other question is what if he does again? He's always going to have to some, but the point would be the the greens are bigger, but there's guys that are also better ball strikers that may be able to find the you know closer to the pin, more opportunities gained, if you will. So yeah, I I think I'm he, gonna... still, he still stands over me. Not something I'm going crazy with, but. Uh, I like Herbert actually right above him for 6,100 to get away from both Luke List and Kitayama. I don't mind that. Smalley makes some sense based on the course description. I you know he just hasn't. I mean, I guess he gained on approach last week. He was 13th of the Wyndham. He's just he just drove the ball. I assume he put the ball in the water like three times. Like when you yeah. look at his driving stats, you're like, well, it was his worst performance of the year off the tee. That reeks of a lot of water going around. There's not mm-hmm. a lot of water at this course, which is nice. And if if the rough isn't as penal as some people think, then well, maybe you can miss a few fairways. I think I'm going to swerve and my contrarian take this week and how I'm going to construct a lot of my lineups is like Merritt makes a lot of sense to me here. Putnam again, even someone like Matt Kuchar, Brian Harmon, Russell Henley, that type of player. I just feel like they're because there's such a bomber's narrative and we don't really know. And I could be dead wrong, but I feel like that's where I'm going to get my leverage this week is by taking the sort of more accurate driver, maybe not as long because everyone's like, oh my God. But like I said, even on these par five, the two of the three par fives, if no one's getting there in two, who cares how short you hit it if everyone has a wedge in? Yeah, I agree. That, that's what I said. I got no problem just going away. You could build some bombers lineups. We talk with Ben Raza all the time, the, the stack skill sets. I think that's something you could do. Uh, what was the other thing I was going to say too down here? Oh, the um, the three, the, the trademarks. You got the three TMs, right? Taylor Moore, Troy Merritt, Trey Mullinex. Did you have an order on those three? It's, it's only going to be merit for okay, me. Okay, because the other I'm, two I'm not are playing looking two. to be pretty heavily owned and probably for good reason. Again, Mullinex and more, but, uh, you know, merit is right there as well, squeezed in between them. Same initials. Maybe, maybe he comes through instead. Maybe. And same for me. I had Lucas Glover last week. Now I'm flipping to Lucas Herbert. So, why, why not ride out Glover? Yeah, I don't know. Because he, he kind of fits like the Troy Merritt. I mean, he can't putt, but... The conviction from Bearoff last week had me on him, so I, I didn't get that this week. So I'm, I'm going back to... Uh, the normal style here, and I, I got Herbert rating out better, so I'm going to go with him. How did Straka fare after his win? Let's see, missed the cut at the Arnold Palmer, then he was ninth, 30th, third, and then he went on his horrible run until last week. Like I'm seeing him at like 1.8% ownership. Do we just go back to Seb Straka? No, I think that was no just, chance. No, I mean the the benefit is when he gets into the mix, he really does his thing. Think back to Honda this week here, like even Heritage. He is literally a dog. Like, this guy was making incredible shots. 17, he was behind trees. I thought he's dead. He puts the 18 feet, goes up and does the job there. All down the stretch. He was still doing it. I, I don't know why he was taking on some of the shots he was taking on, but that would worry me. But at 6,700, I can see it. I just think, again, I, I was looking down below. Like, I guess we didn't talk about these two, but Wyndham Clark, you mentioned from an ownership perspective. But Sebastian Munoz can make birdies. You know, there, there's... A guy at 6,500, I feel like we've played him at a lot more. He, he stands out a little bit. Uh, Harold Varner, ultimate flop leg. Everyone loved him last week at 74. Did they? 
I guess oh, yeah. we didn't do the show, so I just yeah. He, he was still. It wasn't like the highest owned on the slate or anything in that range, but it was the point of you know he was definitely played at seventy four hundred, and he sort of just said screw it, I'll move on to next week. He's at sixty nine hundred now. I, I definitely have interest there. I would think that Kirk is in a nice rebound spot because he yeah. he hurt my feelings last week. Yep. And I think he hurt a lot of people's feelings last week. It was just like Munoz the week before at Wyndham just absolutely crushed my soul. That's what I'm saying. I'll go, <laughs> go back to these guys as certain candidates that now have price drops that now are in a no cut. For sure, they can't hurt your feelings with a miscut, but you know they could score and outscore their finishing position as well. No one will be going back to spawn at the dead min. It's not like he played, I mean, he ended up coming 42nd. He had a one very bad round. Yeah. But he had three really good rounds. He was eighth at the Rocket Mortgage. It's not like he's in like horrendous form. Yeah. He's a, he could be your pivot if you want to go away from the Kitayamas of the lists of the world. Yeah. All right. Well, at the very top, if we're looking at like the overwhelming, I, is Cam Young going to be the highest known guy? Mm. Is that what you're seeing? I don't know. It's tough to say. Like, again, I'm looking at more high stakes stuff too, but he's, I got him at 22 right now. Finau, Cam Young, John Rom, Cam Davis, Rory is Cam, what I'm seeing right now. Cam Davis definitely. Popular. I'm good with not playing Cam Davis. If that comes back to bite me, then it bites me. Two, two guys, and they are both Camerons that don't seem to fare well as chalk, is Cameron Young and Cameron Davis. I'm sure you remember like plenty of times playing Cam Davis where we need that eight-footer on 18 just to make the cut. Again, it's a no-cut, and I understand why, and his birdie rate is off the chart. So on paper, incredible on the sense of ownership mattering. There is a lot of guys around him that you could play that, to me, are no different. And then everyone else is, I mean, you're going to have your guys that like no one is on from the top end, but... It's almost pick your favorites at that point. Like the, the difference between Justin Thomas, Zawa Torres, Rom and Rory is negligible. Yeah, I think Rom and Rory get more love than the top range normally does because of the fact you can fit them so easily here and people can go down and play these 6K guys and easily talk themselves into it. So uh, Rom and Rory for sure get love up top. Crazy enough, last week we talked about the live final, nobody played Justin Thomas. And he was 10-2 and people were talking about him all week like he was going to be a heavily heavy, heavier owned play at least in MME and on the, and there's only 40 guys in the tournament. So I get it, but zero played him. So that was interesting. Um, the, the mid tier guys I'm seeing here, Pat, like Scotty Scheffler, Matt Fitzpatrick, Sung J M Neiman. Those are guys that sneakily get love from the public late. So I, those are all the guys I bet this week. So, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, when you see them on certain ownership projection sites, you might not see them as high as what you'd expect, but, uh, or as what I'm sort of put, putting out there, but I do think they still get some love Scheffler at 9,800. I just don't see how he doesn't get played. Maybe it's more in the high stakes, but you can easily fit him in with, you can be, I can fit him in as my third guy. So. Here's the issue. Why not just play Fino at 97? The guy's been incredible. Oh, I think people and, will. And he's still not being priced probably where he should be. Yeah, he's, play, he's playing very good. And that Sunday uh, was one to remember. Him, Young, Burns. Those three, Cameron Young, Sam Burns, Tony Fino on Sunday, all very hurtful, all <laughs> had many opportunities throughout the day to score. Fino should have been in the mix, but so should have Rom, who's up there. Again, you got to pay a little bit more for it, but Rom on the week, everything really but the putter. So maybe it's best to talk about the guys that no one is playing to see if we enjoy them. So in the 8Ks, everyone's going to have double-digit ownership above 9K, just the way it's going to line up construction is going to work this week. Although I'm seeing the lowest-owned guy being either Cantley or Xander, which is kind of crazy to me. Yeah, so the interesting part about that is, like I said, if you think, like I do, I think late steam on Scheffler and Fitz, what ends up happening is then Xander and Cantlay become sort of better pivots to them because they're, they're very similar on paper. Can, Some of them even in better Xander form. This week. Yeah, I definitely think you can. I, you know, he went down a thousand bucks from last week. The field got smaller. 
you know, I think there's no cut event, no, no cut, cut event with Xander. Don't forget. Don't forget. I, I, I did factor in a little bit to the ownership there. I just think people sneakily love playing Matt Fitzpatrick. They think they're sneakily doing it, but I'm saying that's sort of in their head that he rates out better. The, the books like him better. So odds will be in his favor and that sort of thing. So, and with the balance builds, you can go like Finau, Fitz and another guy and drop down or whatever you want to do. So I think that everyone should play at least one of these guys in their lineup if they just want to be slightly different. And obviously they have huge upside. They're in the 8Ks. No ownership for Spieth, no ownership for Lowry, Homa, Hideki, or Hatton, or Adam Scott, really. Adam Scott will get some steam towards the end of it because people like, he gained all the strokes putting last week and he's somewhat cheap. But those four guys, Spieth, Lowry, Homa, Hideki, sorry, five, and Hatton. One of those five guys is going to be the linchpin to lineups this week. Yeah. Um, we should note that uh, before I hopped on the show, the, our, our guy tracking Hideki put out that it's, you know, we're still going to wait and see. It's a little shaky. Okay, so no Hideki. Let's not even take that chance. I, I don't even want to take, I don't know if I want to take the chance. Again, it sounded like he's got uh, the neck flaring up again. So I'll we'll have to wait and see if he ends up taking one more week off or if he tries to give it a go. Nothing official yet. Just the guy has been accurate in letting us know when something's going on with him. So I think that's something to keep an eye on. Spieth for sure is the guy I would have most interest in there because, so I like Spieth and Lowry to answer the two of the five, keep the other ones out of it. But the difference would be, I talked about this last week, I really do just feel like Lowry's run is done. And I think that doesn't mean he can't come top 20. I'm just saying if I'm looking for upside yeah, top plus... 20, top 20 is no good here. It's not good at that price. I think Spieth, I'd rather... Spieth has a higher risk of ruin or, or bust, but I think I like his upside if he does get into the mix and start doing his thing. And when he can sort of find his way around out there and just, you know, these, these larger greens, better putter, all of those factors... I, I kind of like Lowry a little bit more when it's a tougher course, right? We've seen it in the past where he can grind. The around the green game matters so much more, all those factors. So a little more love for speed if I'm picking one of those guys. I was trying to figure out where I want to start my lineups this week because I didn't play any. Actually, I played a bit of Scheffler last week. Not, not a good outcome for me, but he yeah. was, and it was just minimal. Like I had built most of my lineup starting with Finau and working down. So I avoided all of the top end guys. I feel pretty good about doing that again this week. Like I could start my lineups with, I mean, I kind of want to just – we've seen too many guys this year go on a run and keep it going. So why don't we just go back to Zalatoris at 10? Yeah, you can. I was thinking about betting him again. Oh. He's, he's got the feels now. Maybe. Not, not for me. I'll, I'll, you know, just after last week, just no need. And then on top of it, now you're – he just won $2.7 million. He's in the zone. He's already up at the top of the board. He's not, he's not going to play bad. I bet you his ownership is lower this week than it was last week. It should be. It almost always is after a win. Yeah. So I would expect that. And he's 10K in a range where you've got Rom, Rory for three or $500 more. Scheffler is cheaper than him now. There is no way. I've got him at like 12%, 11%, somewhere yeah. in there. So 10, 10 to 12. So maybe not bet him, but I can see starting my lineups at 10K with Will Z. It makes things pretty easy. I'm just going to start with Rom. You're going to start with Rom? I'm, oh, I'm going to, I mean, in large field stuff, I'm going to play Rory and Rom. I don't care. Like, I'm just going to get over all these guys in the middle that everyone sort of has to pick and choose their dudes, and I'm willing to go a lot more aggressive. But uh, I like Rom. I think Rom wins this week. So I, I didn't bet him. 14 to 1, though, even that's still out there. Maybe if you can find an even better number. But that, that number, I think, could be 8, eight to 1 here. Tom Kim? Interesting. Is it too many weeks in a row? <laughs> I, I don't know about that as much as, like, where a lot of his stuff stems from, right? What we're looking at, he's been playing incredible golf. I don't care about the fatigue. He's 20. I, I literally have zero care about that. The issue is where you're pricing him now. Uh, I don't care about long-term or not. I'm still going to play him over him. I know people say, like, Cam Young's there, so it's a pivot to Cam Young, and you can go to it. I think I'd just rather play, though. I mean, I like all three of those guys this week. Yeah. Um, maybe if I could play those three together. Yeah. 
I think that could work. It's just I really, I think the, again, I'm, I don't know everything or anything, but I'm just saying, I think it's a bad strategy because uh, we see the winners here and they're a big dog up top. You are going to need the winner this week in your lineup. Yeah, but maybe those guys are actually the big dogs. Maybe the big dogs aren't really the they're big dogs. They're not the big dogs. It's Rory. It's Rom. It's Scheffler. Zalatoris, if you will, like what you said, go back to him. Cantlay X, people aren't even playing. You, can, you don't have to get sneaky sneaky. You can just play. But like Cantlay, the year that Justin Thomas won this event was the year that Justin Thomas couldn't win. Sure. And then he finally, he was the year he got injured. He ended up coming back. He won this event. Cantlay, this was like a part of his run last year. Like essentially, Cantlay last year is like Zalatoris is right now. I will say this, a $9,500 guy or above will be in the optimal and in the winning lineup. So when you're starting at some yeah, JM and going balance, okay, balance. I, I'm not saying that you need to start with some. Oh, I thought you were saying start with no, those three. No, I'm saying just, you can play those three guys together. Yeah. You can still go to Finau. You can go. Yeah, do that. And that's what I was. I thought you were saying, yeah. like, start with him and try the ultra balance lineup that won at the Memorial, which was actually still started at 8,900, I think, when Billy Ho won and had five 8K guys and a 7K guy. I don't like that build at all for here. I don't even think it's sneaky. I just think it's bad. I just think you can get away with the 4-2, like the Stars and Scrubs 4-2 Yeah, definitely can do that. Week. It pretty and much worked last week. That, yeah. That's what we talked about. And if you can just get the right – I got the right 6K guys last week. Yeah. That, that's I, very I have important. no problem with that. I thought you were saying to start with Sung J.M., and I think that's bad. So the other guys in the 7Ks, it feels like the 7K is going to be wildly underrepresented this week. It's either going to be the one guy who everyone has – and then pick your poison with some of these other just names. And it's not a very big range this week. But it looks like everyone's playing Cam Davis. Pendrith's getting a lot of love. Mito's flirting with that. Davis Riley's flirting with that. But no Seamus Power, no Keegan Bradley, no Brian Harmon, no Billy Horschel, who was another guy who hurt my feelings last week. Mav is way down there. Denny is way down there. No Siwoo. No one's using Norin. Werner, who you mentioned. Now we're into the sixes. Kisner had a really good irons and putting week last week. By the way, yeah, and he likes money too. I know he's um, <laughs> sitting right there. I think he's twenty eighth right now in the. So he needs a result here. Yeah, he's got like Data Golf has a really good option on their site where you can actually see, and it's crazy. I think there's like twenty two or twenty five, maybe twenty five guys are already locked in for East Lake. So there's no real spots open. There is five, but I'm saying five or six. But he's right there. He's twenty eighth right now. Kisner, we know how much he loves the money. Wants to get that, uh, get to East Lake. You get those extra major exemptions, all those factors. So. You could play it from a motivation angle. The difference is every everybody's clearly motivated. Yeah, at but this at, point. at least he showed me something last yeah. week, and that's big for me. And he's at he's at what sixty eight hundred. Yeah, yeah. So there's that. I do think one of the interesting things is the seven k range is as much as we've made fun of the ten k the nine k and above range the last few weeks. Again, when you get into a smaller field, it is what it is. But only fifteen guys in the seven k range, and who do you got that's owned like Taylor Pendrith? is going to be owned. Cam Davis, of course, we already talked about the highest owned, probably in that range. Bunch of other guys at what? Eight to 10% or less seven to 10 or less. That's not usually the case. And in standard roster construction, most of the season, you're having to, you know, you're having a balance here of guys in that same spot, but not when it, the field's this small, I would expect a lot more inflation, but because people want to play the six K guys. So like I talked about earlier, I'm going to go super aggressive in some, I'm not going to go with the skill set stacks, but I will build different styles of lineups this week. And I think just staying in the seven Ks or including like a one of a Varner or a Kirk or a Kisner, or whatever, where I call them a seven K guy anyway, and building up from that way, I think could still be unique because you can actually get some good leverage on these seven K guys that people aren't on. I find it really crazy. Not crazy. I get why people are playing Pendrith over Keith Mitchell, but that shouldn't be like a three X difference in ownership. Like it's looking like right now. Yeah. I don't have it as three X, but I am still surprised. And I'm with you on that. I actually like they're, like they're very similar type players, except Mitchell can actually get super hot with long irons. 
Yeah, and Pendrith is going to be obviously based on the recent form and what people have yeah, seen, all I, those I top finishes, all that. So, and sometimes, Pat, the answer, and I've been here many times, is just to play both. Yeah. Right? I, I just, I can see myself not playing any 7K guy this week. I, I think a lot of people can. Not saying it's wrong. I'm just yeah. saying that, that's why we're talking about this and why the ownership is the way it is. It's very easy to skip this range. You don't have to but, go but here. But people aren't skipping Cam Davis. Like He's a lock this week, according to at least the way people seem to be Putting yeah. stars e- even next to his then, name on Fantasy National. Like even I don't know. I'm I'm sometimes bad with this, but even in higher stakes, I what does he push? Twenty? I would guess eighty percent of lineups don't have him. If he gets to twenty five, you want to put it instead of going, you know, a seventeen to twenty range, you could put like a twenty to twenty five on him. If he gets higher than that, I mean that's getting a little bit crazy, then it then it just becomes horrible to me. I but. would guess combined ownership in not necessarily high stakes, but let's say the five dollar, the twenty dollar, that between Davis and Pendrith you're pushing forty ish percent. Yeah, there's just too many other guys around them. Yeah. And you can play everyone else at four percent. Da- Davis Riley, I think he's got upside. That makes sense. We can get like it just is he gonna share I like Keegan. It's just Keegan's been so bad. I, I like Keegan too. But we're now back in the part of the part of the country where Keegan can play. Oh, Paul, Paul, you're in on Keegan finally? The Keegan Whisperer? Isn't the, the conversation? I've rigged up a, a quick little <laughs> Google Maps here. I believe I Wim- Wilmington Country Club is in the Northeast. <laughs> this may be the last opportunity we have to play Keegan because if he doesn't play well this week, he's not getting to, uh, to next week. We're playing Keegan. We're playing Keegan. All right. I'm there, in there, too. There's the 7,200 Keegan Bradley. And even if he gets late steam, hey, it's going to be... And he's another guy. I mentioned all the big names that win the BMW Championship. Keegan Bradley. Yeah, he's the standout. What he was won- 140 to 1? Well, I mean, Bryson won it that year when he won the back-to-back weeks. But he won it like 80... Because we hit him at 80 to 1 at the Northern Trust. And then he won. We didn't bet him the next week. But he won again at like 45 to 1. Like, Bryson wasn't Bryson then. Bryson makes the case for the Willie Z. So does everything. Like the Billy Horschels, yeah. the, all, all the multi-winners in the playoffs makes the case for Willie Z up top. But I, I do like Keegan back to it. And I was going to say, Nor- Nor'easter, right? We got that spot. So uh, I think uh, Paul nailed it. We, we go back to Keegan at 7,200. Anything else DraftKings-wise you think we should hit on? I think we're good. Playing the week one. You're going to play in the week one PME? Open? Already got my spots. I think it's going to sell it quick. And it's going to be 100K quick too. I'm pretty sure. I don't know if week two has the same sort of cachet. Oh, it doesn't. One. But I just think as the season goes on, and I don't know, NFL's ramping up. It's going to be big this year. So I, you just notice like when it comes to like downloads, content, like the interest that people have, it's generally the first three, four weeks. Like September, people are jazzed for football. Like I just see it like with my ranking show with Seaway. And it only makes sense in fantasy football the longer the season goes on for like season long, the less interested people become because half the league is out of it already. So what yeah. do they care anymore? So I see like the, the ranking show always starts out as the most downloaded, the most watched, and it just progressively goes down as the season goes along. The DraftKings show starts like here, but goes up as the season goes along. And then the spread pick show with Jeff and Tim just only grows. Throughout the, it starts popular and it only gets more popular by the end of the year. Because more people are betting now too. Like yeah. we've been doing that show for like seven, eight years back when people couldn't bet on spreads yeah. and people still enjoyed it. Or people had to bet through like their local government on their lottery stuff yeah. and things like that. Now it's just a lot more options. Plus we've got our show now coming back. This show, this show. for NFL. And that's going to be a show that grows. That's going to be a show with winners. I'm excited for that. And this, this has been a lot of fun. Sunday Night Live as well in this studio right after the game, after the afternoon games. Uh, at the beginning, I just want to have something out there that people can watch that night because I all like I'm always looking for something like after Sunday night football ends 
to like listen to or to watch if that's talking about what I just watched. I really enjoy that. That's something that I like to consume or I want it for the moment I wake up on Monday morning before I go to work. Right. And I feel like I'm going to have that covered this year. We're still working out the structure, but it's going to be me and Cust live in studio it's gonna be and, and a rotating third guest every week. Yeah. I'll, I'm going to swing through at some point, I'm sure, because we'll watch football we'll watch here games. and then do that after or something. Yeah, I'm definitely interested in that too. It's going to be a good one. Give me some money. I got the numbers. Tons of you have done it, but not all of you. Yeah, so what you need to do right now, if you want to take charge of both your time and your meal prep, visit factormeals.com slash mayo50 and use code mayo50 to get 50% off right now. Because supporting the sponsors is in very much the same way supporting the Pat Mayo experience, which I very much encourage you to do. Eating better is just easy with Factor's delicious ready-to-eat meals, mainly because, well, yes, they are very tasty, but it's the time that they save you. Do you say you never have time to work out? Well, if you're someone that preps all your food at home, that means you need to drive to the store. You need to walk through it, make a list, get your groceries, bring them home, store them, unpack them, get the reusable bags out of the way. Then you actually have to make the meal. We're talking like two hours per meal on that. And listen, I love cooking things at home myself, but it takes an awful long time. Are you going to use an app to get takeout? Well, it's going to take you like 30 minutes to figure out which restaurant that you want anyway. Then you wait 45 minutes to get it, and it's probably like crap for you by the time it actually gets there. This is all time that you could have been like spending working out or doing work or just having some relaxation time because all of the meals with Factor are ready to go in just two minutes, and it goes with any sort of meal prep that you want to do. Do you want to do calorie smart? Do you want to do keto? I'm personally trying to bulk up right now, so I'm doing the protein plus to make sure that I hit my levels every single time. I go through, I pick what I want, it shows up. I never have to think about what I'm going to eat for three meals a day, four meals a day, whatever it might be, for like three weeks. It's fantastic. So I highly recommend that you head to factormeals.com slash mayo50 and use code mayo50 to get 50% off. That's code MAYO50 at factormeals.com slash MAYO50 to get 50% off. The Pat Mayo Experience is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is that all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. So whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, all on your terms. And it is super easy to use. You don't need to be a tech wizard in order to set up your own website to peddle your wares on the World Wide Web. Squarespace makes that so easy, thus cutting down on the expenses you'll need to pay someone else to do it. You can do it all yourself. You can set up email campaigns to engage with your audience with Squarespace email campaigns. Collect email subscribers on your site and build connections and repeat business through regular email updates. If you're in the content space and you have a lot of videos, you can host your entire video collection, organize your video library, and showcase your content on beautiful video pages and sell access to your videos with member access. But the best part about it all 
is the analytics feature. You can use those insights to grow your business, learn where your site visits come from, where sales are coming from. Then you can analyze which of your channels are the most effective, improve your website, and build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords and most popular products and content. It makes it all easy, all in one spot for a very low cost. And it's something that you're going to need to do if you want to grow your business. So go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash mayo to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Live chat. You got to be subbed to Mayo Media Network in order to ask your questions. So please go do that right now. Smash like, play in the Listener's League. All that fun stuff. People have been waiting around. John asks, morning, fellas. Favorite play under $6,200 this week? Lucas Herbert. I guess under here. That's only sixty-one and 6,000. I mean, you kind of sold me on Herbert. I kind of like Smalley a little bit, but I don't know if I can get there. They're they're both fine. I I don't think you have to go that low, by the way. Yeah, I, I think people want to. Yes, because they want to play Rory and Rom. Or play, you want to play a lot of those guys up top, and you want you know Cam Young or Neiman to be your third or fourth guy in, and then they can easily do that going this way. Jim Steele, thanks for all you do. Thank you, Jim. About to win my one and done. That's awesome. Who brings it home? Tom, Kim, Billy Ho, or Neiman? I'd go with Neiman. Neiman or Kim? Neiman or Kim for sure. Is Billy Ho a good play this week? After like I I bet Billy Ho last week, and he was bad. But like, sometimes know. he sneaks up on the ball. Like he always sneaks up on the ball when he's putting. So I got to imagine some weeks the ball God, gets terrified. That's and won't another go in the thing. Hole. I, we've seen it a little bit on TV. The most painful <laughs> shot routine before his putt to watch. Like it's got to be tilting the other guy that's lining up his putt. He's only ten feet away, and he's over there just keeps locking the wrist and trying to do his thing and fake shot like everything. It's just the longest process I've ever seen. But at least he does it before, so he's not slow like Cantlay. I think he's interesting, but the other one would be the flop leg, 100 bucks less. Russell Henley burned a lot of people last week. Don't think it sets up better for him or anything like that. I'm just saying it's just, it's wanna, a, it could be a Henley week. You want to just play a pure play that, you know, if everyone loved him last week. It's not the same, but why not just go back at that price? And especially in a range where people aren't going to like, that's sort of the dead zone. Harmon, Henley, Horschel, Scott, right? Everyone's going to play Cam Davis at 76 or below or above. Not many people are going to play within that range. Even Aaron Wise at uh, 8,100, he'll get some late love in the ownership market, but He's just not going to be as popular as some of the guys above and below. You just answered Andy's next question about where the dead zone is. That is the dead zone. Feel, feels like it. If you really could include this, this, the 7K is the dead zone. Yeah, you could include as far as Hatton. I think Wise becomes the highest owned of those guys. But if you go Hatton down to Harmon, the, the double H there, that's where you're, uh, you're going to find some spots that you can find some guys. Wyndham Clark or Taylor Moore? I'm, I'm not buying either one. Clark would have more of my interest, though, at this type of course. Uh, I do, I've got more interest in Clark, for sure. For this week in particular, better leverage strategy for GPPs. Two 10K guys were avoiding 10Ks altogether. I think it's avoiding 10Ks altogether. Yeah, I, I think that more people have the two 10K guys because you can easily play the Rory Rom or but the I, Rom I don't JT. Think, I don't think you want to fade the 10Ks and go balance build. I still think you want to do that, like, four up top, two down low. Because I don't think that people really... Like, once they start saving the money... 
and play like three 9K guys, it's like, oh, well, now I can play Cam Davis. Now I can play Taylor Pendrith and like one guy in the sixes. I feel yeah. like that's going to be very common. I'm going to have a mix, like I said, because it's hard to say it's not a cop, which is what I have enough lineups to do this. So I'm going to have Roy Rom lineups, but I'm saying I do think the interesting way to go in like a single entry or like a higher dollar, stuff like that, is where you can just pick your guy up top, like Rom, use the 6K guy to jam in a Rom plus the middle. And instead of Rom, Rory, skip down to the 6K, get your Cam so, Davis. So like your, Rom, Sungjae, Tom Kim, rest of your lineup. And with your 6K guy, and then you still end up in the 7K range. Others are on, but they're using it with two guys at the top, and they're missing those 9K yeah, guys. Yeah, you can just not play Cameron Or Davis. they're playing three 9K guys, thinking again, we've, we've done this one a bunch of times. Three 9K guys is sneaky, but it's not. Yeah. That's the it, it depends on how you deploy it. Like if you play three 9K guys with an 8K guy, I feel like that is actually a bit sneaky. Yeah, it could, it could be fine, but that's what I said. Like, it's going to be, most people are going to play Scheffler, Finau, Sungjae, or something like that, or Cam Young, and do it that way, like 2.9K, 2.8K, and 2.7 or something. Uh, I'm not against it. I'm just saying that's where I see it going, and I'm fine with that. Like, Scheffler, to me, is a, a fine play up top, even with even if he gets the ownership like I expect in higher stakes. At, at 9,800, you gotta you got to take a chance at the bounce back here. Like, you could do something like this, for example. If you really wanted to, if you had two guys down below that you really liked, Finau, Xander, Morikawa, and Neiman to start, and then you have two sixty, you have sixty three and a half left, and people seem to like the lows, so you could go. If you just threw Kitayama in that, you could now have sixty seven if you wanted to, and that's not bad. I, I don't like Chris Kirk. You can maneuver to. it around yeah. too, right? That's what I'm saying. Like you so. don't need those exact four guys, but I think that that core four to start of eighty five to 10,000, four guys from there. I don't think that people are necessarily, people are obviously going to do it, but I think that's not going to be the way that people deploy the 9K line, the three 9K lineups. Mm -hmm. It's more likely to be those three guys, Cam Davis, Pendrith, and Wyndham Clark or something. Yeah, I looked at it and just the original tendency that I had, like when I was just sort of hand building out of the gate, it was very easy to build a Finau starting point lineup. So I actually feel like that will be more common than some may think. Sure. Again, it doesn't mean it's wrong. I'm saying it's just it's easy to start there with him and just say, what's the difference between him? He's been on a hot run. The, the talks of him getting the wins in, in worse fields and then last week in a strong field shows up and was still very, like, could have won the thing. He was in the mix, made no putts on Sunday. So I understand going to him there and starting with him. I just think I'd still rather have, like, Rom Finau and figure it out. There's enough guys to use. Well, how about this? as a, a just a baseline strategy this week. If you want to play Finau, make sure he's your second guy in. If you're thinking about starting your lineups with Finau, play Xander instead. You can do that. I feel like that gets you way different very quickly. Yeah, Z Xander in the no cut maybe gets a little late steam, but like I said, the fact that he's between Finau and Fitz, and like I said, people, if Fitz comes in really low on, then he's a great play. I just still think he gets the, the late steam. I, so. I, I mean, even if you think that- Even if he gets the ownership, I should say this, he's still a great play. In yeah. my opinion. I used to use my, uh, in the, the race for the Mayo Cup. Yeah. He's my one and done last year. I, I like him, him at 9,500. So uh, earlier to your Burns point, that's why I used the 9,500 or up. You could definitely look at some lineups that way, but I still think it's going to be stacking him into a lineup versus starting with him that I'll prefer. But just looking at it from that perspective, I wouldn't start with anyone lower than him. Young, regardless of ownership, Cameron Young or Sung Jm. I like Cameron Young. Yeah, I've got Cameron Young. Fitz or Finau, I like Finau better. 
I've got I've got Fitz. Finau is better for sure on paper from what he's been doing lately. I, I still have Fitz because I think the ownership will be. No, still but this is, this is no ownership. I think they're just taking like what I. Yeah, I, Finau has just been way better. So yeah. <laughs> stick with that. Fitz has a great season going. Won the U.S. Open. All those factors. He but was like fifth last week, wasn't he? Of course, set up too. Yeah, he was still in the mix too. I just from being there, Finau seeing him. A little little fun story actually. We uh, were waiting right before I saw Willie Z on that putting green making all those practice putts. Finau's wife was standing there because it's the player zone where they walk through to get to these areas. She get her phone back. She had her phone. We talked to her. She she had her phone, and she said she was a little disappointed that he didn't let it stay in there longer because she actually wanted an upgrade. The phone ended up working, and Finau talked about this on PJ Tour yesterday. That uh, she's like, yeah, I kind of wanted a new phone, so it wasn't that I wasn't that mad about it like like he thought, but. It sucks. I got to have this old phone now, she said, and it got soaked last week. So yeah, I, I like that she can't upgrade her phone after her husband won like $4.7 million over the last month. A lot, lot of kids, man. A lot of kids. <laughs> that is a lot of kids. That's true. So a lot, lot of things to pay for, but yeah, no upgrades in the Finau residence. Rom, Finau, Cam Young look to be the highest owned guys. Do you think starting with all three would make you unique? Doubt it? No. What does that leave you? Like that that's perfect. Like that's the perfect cascade of how people do their lives. A ten K guy, a nine K guy, an eight K guy. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't want all I, like again, if it happens, go ahead and you can definitely get different with it. So I'm not against starting with it. I'm just saying to your point, they are probably the three most popular after everything that happened last week, after how everything's been going for these guys, that they, they are gonna be po- the most popular. So I, I wouldn't really want to start with all three in higher stakes. Owen asks, What range would you recommend using in your mixed condition model on fantasy? national.com slash mayo for 20% off by the way on any membership level would it be strokes game proximity from 150 to 175 or should I even include that in my model I think based on what I said and how I think this tournament actually plays itself out I think you're gonna see a lot of shots from like 125 yeah I, I don't look at the bucket stuff very no but much. I just, I'm just trying to think about how people are going to attack this course for example so yeah. you have all these par threes that are over 200 yards so hitting longer irons in general is going to be somewhat important and I don't think that you're going to see many players go after two of these par fives and two. What does that mean? They're going to lay up to like 100 to 125, whatever they prefer. So it's not going to give you your exact bucket. But I just and there's those like seven short par fours where you're going to get yourself to 125 to 150. I just I think that there's going to be more in that range than people think. Like when you look at the course, you look at the yardage, you instinctively think like 150 to 200. I don't know if it's going to play out that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I, I just that's what I said. I, I would just. I'm focusing on the guys that I think can score because I think we're still going to see scoring. The way Cantlay described it yesterday is there's not much to it. I think that's true. I think guys are just going to find their way around here and be able to score. It's not going to be some newer courses. It's always like even with Caves Valley last year, the new, we, we underestimated it like for how easy it was actually going to be. I'm not saying this is going to get to those levels because that had a lot of rain and different factors coming in. But typically, and Kenny talks about this all the time, a guy, Kenny Kim, saying like the new courses, they bring them on. They they make them a little bit more scorable or gettable. Yeah, and again, and then, they, then they ratchet up the difficulty a little bit. Right. And also, we've got the best players in the world. So, you know, the hashtag these guys are good. It's a saying for a reason. It's They're going to find their way around here and score. So that's what I'm going to focus on most. Playing two 6K guys to cram in as many guys at the top as possible, a good strategy here? I think it is. I think it depends on which 6K guys you use. If you just don't use Mullenix, yeah, Mullenix you're probably going to be fine. Mullenix, Moore, Clark, you're going to have to take your picks there. We'll see. Uh, there has been a string of, I know, you know a lot of talks around the industry of the chalk hitting. There has been a string of the value chalk really hitting. Like some of the guys that people are on. If you think back to like the, the Wyndham, Clark, Patrick Rogers week, they were like the two most popular values. Sure, but like last week, it was like Mullenix was the popular value. He was like 3% owned. Yeah. It was just more than the 0.9% that had Putnam and Glover and those guys. So it wasn't really chalk. 
yeah, this week there'll definitely be more guys that are even more high owned down there. So I'll have to see how it shakes out. But uh, you can always go the reverse. I talk about this all the time. You can build bottom up and just take a stand on your value plays. If you did want to commit to them and you just really love a guy down low, you can still build very differently. Don't go up and put Rom, Finau, Young in the same lineup if you're going with Mullinex or Moore or Clark or the guys that we thought would be 8 to 12% range. You can definitely just get different with the Cantley, Xanders, Hovlins, you know, different Lowry's, ones that we talked about up top and still have yourself a unique build with a more popular value play instead. It's just usually the value plays are worse chalk based on the numbers. Most gross play, probably Spieth. I, 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 I actually have, I, I think um, Spieth in a no cut and putting and all that. Like I, I think people are off him for the wrong reasons. I actually think he could be an interesting pivot there for Young. That's what I'm saying. He said most gross play that you're on this week. You, you sold oh, me on Spieth, sorry, so sorry. I'm on Spieth. I now. thought he said most gross play on the slate. I was like, well, <laughs> I actually don't think that's the case for my lineups. But yeah, no, I, I hear you for sure. Worst chalk in the six and seven K. I feel like I think that Cam Davis and Mullinex are bad chalk. I yep. do. Yeah. Listen, they might they might be bad great. chalk gets there all the time, but it's. Uh, it's apparent on the paper and when you look at it, the numbers tell the story. Like there's not much of a difference between any of those guys down low. In fact, you were probably playing some of those guys from, I'm sure a lot of people played Brendan Steele at 7K. I did. And did, I did. not play I, Mullinex. I, I'll probably go and play Steele this week. And now they're the same price, yet one is going to be 4%, the other is going to be 10 or 3 and 7, whatever it ends up being. Mullinex is going to be like 15%. Mullinex is going to be double or triple or maybe even higher than that on a guy like Steele. And the point was, last week, more people played Steele at 7K than Mullinex at that. Again, different course setup. Totally understand all of that. But still, in the game of ownership and game theory, it's, it still is an interesting piece to talk about. I'm going to kind of cruise by the ones that we've answered just like is Xander going to be overlooked being sandwiched where he is I think that he will even if he gets late steam just being between Fino and Fitzpatrick he's going to be lower owned mm-hmm. just how that works my choices this week are I don't give a fuck what your choices are pal you're coming into Pat's chat and telling Pat what you think no 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 give your fucking head a shake pal is your warning anyone else out there you might want to go delete your comments before i get to it if you're telling the other people in the chat or tambo and myself and paul who you're picking we don't care start your own show or you're banned for life you can okay. tell pat won money last week yeah i'm, I'm, uh, I'm very generous <laughs> that was he doesn't warning give, after he never that, gives yeah. warnings i think i forgot to say it at the beginning of the show like i normally <laughs> okay. do so maybe this guy doesn't know now you know okay was able to get a cash. Uh, was able to get twenty to one on Scheffler. Should I cash it out for JT or Zalatoris at eighteen to one, or just let it roll? I mean, it seems like you like you bet on Scheffler. Like, yeah, if you let, like if you like those other guys more and think they're going to win, yeah. But I, I already thought about. I got the sucker boost bet on well, JT to so twenty. I, I saw it's still available right now. I'm That's looking, the problem. I'm, I'm I, I, I want to cash that out. Kind of. I'm just put it on Rom at fourteen, but. I don't know. I'm just riding off of last week. I'm definitely not betting both. Oh, wrong the way the 14 sits. and a half huh? on the enhanced. The enhanced. You always look at the enhanced. I look at it all. I like the uh, the eight places now too sometimes. But yeah, I'm not doing that. I'll just leave it. If you have Scheffler, it's fine. I, I think it's actually fine. Like you, I, I like him. You can get the boost on Finau up to 22. I don't mind that. I don't want that. You don't want that? No. All right. I, don't, I think the Finau run is coming to an end here. I think he'll still show up. He's going to score well. His game's in full control. He can easily be your third guy into the lineup. Like I talked about, if you're using those 6K guys, you can actually put him in as your third. You can go like Rom, Scheffler, or JT, Scheffler, Finau. You can do lineups like that this week and get away with it. So he's a fine play, but he reminds me of Lowry last week where it's like a, I think we're getting top 20 or top 10 Tony this week and maybe not winning Tony. So 
take take that for what you will. This guy's asking me about some sports book that I don't care about, so I'm going to pass on that. Tambo, congratulations on your win. Welcome back. Thank you. It's excited to be back. Cam Smith, hip hurt or butt hurt? Scheffler diss, locker room response to his immediate departure. I think that like he's kind of sore and knows he doesn't need to play this week. Two things. One, I was watching him on Saturday. He, I don't think he's an actor and posturing. He actually was really stretching out the hip on 16. One of the guys in the DK booth said, stretch it out, Cam. He was like putting his leg up, like leaning on his hip, stretching it out. So I think that's real. Secondly, very hippie birthday to Cam Smith. His birthday's tomorrow. So I think he's going to take it easy. Rest the hip like he probably needs like, to and celebrate his birthday weekend. What's the, what's the lowest he can enter East Lake at? Fifth in the FedEx Cup? Oh, like, he's, he's fine. fine. That yeah. doesn't matter. That was the other thing. So, like we talked about yesterday a little bit on Twitter, but he was he's going to be like four, even if he's four strokes back at East Lake. He's fine. He has the whole tournament. He was four strokes back of Rory at the Open and won the thing at a way tougher setup, major, all those factors. I think he's going to be just fine over four days. The, the staggered thing doesn't really do it from that sense. It never really forces the issue too much in that sense. Uh, even like, nah, Last year, didn't didn't Na come way back and end up tying Xander yeah. for the win, or was it Xander or Rom? Cantley. It was Cantley and Na and Rom. Those were the three at the end. But the win, but Cantley won. Cantley won, but, but Na Rom tied. Rom and Na tied. Rom and Na tied for the that's best score. That's who it was. Rom, Rom and Na, but Na, I think Na came from way back, not way, but enough back that it was like it doesn't Na, matter. It's doable. Na won me some money at Eastlake last year. Eastlake is such a weird course to have the Tour Champion. I mean, I like it because it legit isn't any skill set type course. I love it, actually. Yeah, I think I think it's a good. So it's one I would like to attend. Not not like a bucket list thing, but I think that would be fun. Two again, I'm not, I'm not sure about Atlanta, Georgia, but I'm sure about. I've been to Atlanta. Atlanta's nice. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I'm just saying it, it would remind me of this week. Memphis was nothing wrong with it. I like Tennessee, but the point was it wasn't like the be all end all. I was more happy to be there because of the tournament. Set a line on Hideki WD this week. Don't need to. I think P- plus one twenty five that he will. Yeah, I think he's. Gonna I, think let, I think it's a coin flip. When's his tea time? Although someone told me that they were at the course yesterday. Hideki came out to the range. I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. He's like, yeah, Billy Horschel's been out here for like three hours grinding. Hideki came and hit 10 shots, striped them all, and just walked off. Does that mean like he's hurt and that's all he can hit? Or he's just his game is so locked in that he's like, yeah, I don't need to practice. A lack of practice would kind of indicate to me that maybe he's trying to like save it. The scroll here is just killing me. Yeah, he's like one of the absolute latest. He's 220 p.m. when the last guys tee off at three o'clock i don't think it's worth it in a no-cut event yeah no I, I, that- I just don't see it enough anyway that 8400 is a fair price but when you have other guys around and we talked about it already you got young speed lowry neiman homa connors wise the dead zone below that there's just so many other ways that you can go that even if he comes out there's no guarantee that he comes through so i, I don't see it as much i kind of liked him a little bit on paper coming in, but again, not really for like a win, more of just like a well, no, easily see, I, fits your lineup at 8,400. See, I would say it the other way. I think that if you do want to get some Hideki exposure, just bet him at 55 to one. Don't worry. Like if he withdraws, then I mean, if he withdraws before his tea time, then you get your money back for one thing. True. And then like, if he comes up and he shows up, at least you got something in the mix. And they're deep odds for Hideki. Like he's the same as Connors. I like Connors this week. I don't think I said that. I, I don't this seems Connors like a real Connorsy course. Yeah. I, I don't see the Decky bet because I don't think there's any way he wins this week. But uh, I, again, it's up to you if you want to risk him on DraftKings. I probably won't, um, you know, update later. If I, if I get a better update or see something on him, I don't mind him because he's basically average price. And now you start talking about those unique builds where you want to use some of these guys up above. I'd use Spieth instead. Yeah, he's there too, but you could play them together. They're the average pricing. You get those two with your Finau Rom and make it different completely. So just little things like that that I'll check out when I do my lineups tonight. But I do think, uh, as of now, there's no interest at 8,400. 
Uh, guys are talking about course comps. Kenny had mentioned it with Baroff, uh, with the Robert Trent Jones, the U.S. amateur at Oakland Hills. Is that a comp? Smallway did well there. Someone asked that in back-to-back questions. I don't fucking know. I don't know how this course is going to play. <laughs> it's just straight up my I'm going to I'm going to trust the Cantlay quote the most. I just think it's like you said. There's not, And I think you know other guys have talked about it too. I don't think there's much to it. So I think there's going to be scoring. I think the guys are good. I think there's conditions set up well for it. There's no weather. There's nothing going on. The greens are bigger. They're going to hit them, and guys will make putts. So what do you think the winning score is? Minus 19? Minus 20? Yeah, minus 22, something like that. There's the thing. I'm estimating like minus 19, so minus 17 to 20 range. I think even 18 to 20 is a range. But it wouldn't surprise me when the range gets beat at, you know, 22 or something. Yeah, or so. if it, like, rains overnight and people are lying about how thick the rough is and it's, like, hard to hack it out and people are left with 90-foot putts on the green. Like, like the, for example, the plantation course, just to go back to that. Guys, I mean, fuck, Cam Smith shot, like, minus 35 at it. There was other guys who were over par, and those were all winners last year. Yeah. Like, if you if you have no sense of the speed on the greens and the greens are that big, you can start getting yourself into a lot of trouble. Yeah, I think that's the one, like when you talk about the three-putt avoidance and the lag putting and things like that, it all it does matter more at these courses, but then you also have the ball strikers that put I, it within 15 feet, and now you got to have them make those or they're losing scoring opportunities. But again, everyone expects you to make every 10-footer. Yeah, which never happens. It's, it's like it doesn't happen. It happens like 40% of the time they make the 10-footer. The yeah. Or me, yesterday when I played, I didn't make a putt outside of three feet all day. So that's always fun when that's you have a bunch of like five-foot putts per, per par and you make none of them. Yeah. Just my speed was off sucked and some days i make them all some gotta, days gotta get it ready i think you have a big, big I, it's a week from now yeah I, i'm in i'm in a good zone at the moment i can't get my driver and putter on the same page on the same day the days that i'm not driving it well i tend to putt well and the days that i am driving it well i don't putt at all my irons have been awesome so as long as i can keep my irons mental game Pat. but it, but it's all I'm, I'm all in the same like i broke 80 again so i've been Sub 82 yeah. of the past five rounds, and the other ones are like 83, 84, 81. Like, I'm right around there, and your, I've been collapsing late. Your real worry is if Cust continues this string of getting a little bit better. So you, you need him to come Well, Cust is our team captain, so... Right. I need, and he's I, been playing better, you said, as the summer goes on. We're really, like, hyping him up here. Yeah, he's got, got, he's got, got a good diatribe on it in t- tomorrow's show with, oh, okay, uh, with okay. Feinberg. So tune into that. Last man in. Can you rank Glover, Smalley, List, and Kitayama? I go Smalley, then Kitayama. That's it. Kitayama, Smalley, Glover for me. But you like List the best? Uh, I like List better than Kitty. I like Herbert the best. He just wasn't included in that situation. So, Yay or nay on the top 20? Lowry, Wise, McCarthy, KH, Lee, and Grio? Nah. What was the exact question? Lowry? La- like top 20 bets. Okay. I don't like any of those guys. Lowry, Wise, McCarthy, KH, Lee, Grio? Grio, maybe. It'd be, it'd be Lowry or Wise for me, but I don't know if that's Wise. So uh, I mean, wouldn't really recommend going there. There's other guys you can bet instead. Uh, when I was asking for the full name of the plantation course at Kapalua, couldn't remember plantation. This guy told me it was called the plantain course. So hmm. thanks for nothing. Although it probably would have jarred my memory. Would have jarred I, your memory. He was ha- trying, had I have seen that though. Trying to give the hints. Any fear of Finau or Tom Kim due to them each struggling with their strongest attribute the past week? Finau with his tee to green, Tom Kim with his putting? I mean, I'm not concerned. Is Tom Kim a great putter or did he have like one electric event on the greens? Because I would say Tom Kim's strength is he hits every fucking fairway, which is... Strengths right now look like everything. If you go look, yeah, you know, like, and his irons have been awesome. Justin Ray posted it. He's like top five in everything right now. So he, he makes sense from that perspective. The difference is, and last week was a big boy field too, but right now the, the pricing on with where he's at, there's hundred bucks more, 200 bucks more. Yeah, but you could make it I, with the way where they're at right now. And this is something that we're going to have to reckon with in terms of like NFL season. 
once we have what we think the teams are going to do we're going to use that in week one and then in week two it's like well don't even really pay attention to week one go with your gut and like what you think these teams are but then we're going to get to week seven and just figure out that we need to amend what we're thinking about some of these guys right. like if i told you from now over the next five years that tom kim wins seven more tournaments than seven times as much money as sung jm would you be surprised I, I would be because that's a like seven times a big multiplier. But if Tom Kim was just better than Sungjae, I could see it. I'm not saying that is going to be the case. Yeah. But sometimes now when we look at this, like I agree with your point. Sungjae is better player than Tom Kim. It makes way more sense for a hundred dollars more. But that doesn't mean it's the right play. Oh, for sure. That you're not just. That's the point of pivoting that we always talk about. Everyone thinks like, well, if I'm not going to play him, I'm just going to pivot to the guy above him. Sometimes it's like just avoiding the range altogether is what gets you there, doing it in a different way. But I'm just saying, it's I, I got a hard time pulling the trigger on Tom Kim when I've got M, Burns, Kawa, Fitz. Like, it's not much more to get these guys that I think are better plays. Smalley or Clark? I like Smalley. Oh, that's tough. I, I like Herbert if the same price. I like Clark if I'm picking. Projected ownership on Grio. He's popping for me this week. Yeah, because he's playing better golf. I don't know. I have no idea. I doubt he's like 10 I'd say 10%. I got 9%. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Like popular, but not too popular. Yeah. Essentially how I describe Grio. People get, everyone's getting played somewhat in some cases. Now there's certain guys getting not played at all, but the point is more he's a guy that's in the mix. Will the Cam Cam lineup be good here? Young and Davis. Yes. That will be very popular. Those two guys. He asked, will it be good here? Uh, I said, no, I, I said, think, will it be popular in the same lineup? Oh, well, it'll be popular for sure. Yeah. Will, will they be good? I said, those two are two of the guys that struggle as chalk very often just hit me because i mentioned this on the open championship show when you me and raza did it and i didn't end up betting cam smith because i'm a moron but i had pointed to st andrews greens i think the kapalua matches up very similarly because you're just gonna have these super long putts and if you can be really good from 70 feet and just two putt every time or be like cam smith and just make them all apparently but just be able to get that speed get it early and be able to continue with that that's such an advantage and i think that's I think that if you look at who putted well at those two events, I think that could lead you to something this week. Do you have it? What, what Cam Young putted well. Yeah. And he also like drove every green. So. Which I think total driving here is nice too. So we'll, we'll man, he just looks so good at 8,900, but you have he, to have to build accordingly. I mean, it's why I like Neiman. I mean, Neiman putted well at both those events. Neiman also putted well at the Greenbrier when he won on Bentgrass. Yeah, Bentgrass. Bentgrass guy. Yeah. Any Leishman love? Not really. No. God, he played, by the way, that was another one. He played this, the Sunday round by himself. He was on hole 16 before we could even get there. <laughs> and the next closest group was on 10. I was like, this guy literally just bolted the whole way. And he's a pretty big dude. So he's probably sweating his ass off. It was so hot out. It wasn't like Neiman fastest round in history at Eastlake. I don't know if it was. I didn't end up seeing stats on it, but he was gone. Like he, it was, we didn't even get to see him on 16. All right. We've already answered that one. Does large green mean discount around the green entirely for leg putting or three putt avoidance or is around the green still a factor? I think it's still a factor. Like, I think you can't chip yourself out of this tournament because right. with the greens this big, I doubt they're all flat. So if you have bad around the green, you might hit the wrong ridge. Then all of a sudden you're putting for par from 30 feet and then you might three putt. <laughs> yeah. So that's, but again, that's what, like I look at the three putt. Like even last week I used greens and regulation because like you couldn't, if you're not good at, you, you know, if you're in the water or if you're not you on there, you can't get it up and down. You from can't there. have it. You're not going to fall into that group anyway. And there were smaller greens. So this week, the opposite effect to me is that like we just talked about guys aren't even going to be necessarily going for those greens. They'll still miss from the spot they're at. I'm saying when you've got more wedges like that in and things in shorter irons in those spots, I think it could lead to less around the green game plus the bigger greens in general. So I just don't see it. 
like at, like at St. Andrews, you talked about it, it was a little bit different there because you're driving greens. So you are going to have to get it up and down and things like that here. You'll always have to do it. I'm not discounting that. I'm just saying I don't think it's as important as some of the other stuff. Finau in a list or X and Herbert? Kind of like X and Herbert. I like that. Will be the over-under on WDs this week? I don't fucking know. These are stupid questions. I don't want your stupid fucking questions. Yeah, I want I real questions. Last week was more the WDs because it's, you know, 125 or whatever. It was one, ended up being 121 or something. It goes down to this. Here, it's, you know, usually... What's no the matter? Path. If I told you seven guys WD'd, what, what does that, You're not, what, what does that do anything, for first you? First of all, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, you, I don't know who they are, so what's the fuck... Did, I would worry more about like Norin, for example, like to put an actual thing on it. For he he WD last week, at the end of close to the end of the second round, and now he's back here playing again. Do you think he's okay? I don't know. Why are you on Herbert? Someone asked. Just a price play, sixty one hundred down there. No ownership. No real ownership. People are playing List Kidiyama from my long term stuff. He rates out better. Is a little bit better on the the putting factor that we talked about the lag putting and. Um, just putting in general, so I'm I'm playing it based off of that. He's a guy that I like, and I think it has upside. He literally won, uh, you know, one of his earlier starts on the on the PGA Tour overseas. He's just a really good golfer for six. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I agree. Like he's someone uh, not a really. I, I guess I'd say he's a talented enough golfer, and I think he can come through here at 6100. And if you don't think driving accuracy matters, he's a good play. Even better, yeah. <laughs> But if you do think it is, probably not a great play. Then you're like, want to play like Chez Reevy. With the rough shorter and all that stuff, like I said, too, yeah. I think he's going to still be able to find his way around. A lot of bunkers at this course. That is something I factored in. Although, then I played Morikawa anyway, so yeah. what do I know? Cow is interesting off last week. Well, Cow, I, I mean, I, I bet him. I'm playing him. I love Morikawa this week. But put it this way. If he finds himself in a whole lot of bunkers, he wasn't winning anyway. That's right. <laughs> well, he needs to be... Take the shot because yeah. of the, the boom bust is that way. And then again, he has to always find the putter, but... Yeah, if he does that, then you get a, a good upside play at ninety four hundred. But I liked what I saw from his irons last week, mm-hmm. and the fact that he missed a couple of those shorties down the stretch, I think scared the books enough to like give a good number on him, and he, then it, then it all went away. He's a guy that I like to bet on more versus when we talked earlier about the Matsuyama situation. Not just because the WD, but I'm just saying, like I don't see him winning here. I if I could see it wouldn't surprise me if Morikawa put together something last week as a warm up came out this week and found a W and just shocked everybody in the sense that there's so many guys above him that you could think could beat him. But on DraftKings, like, I just don't see it when, again, you've got Finau, X, Fitzpatrick, Burns. Yeah, in. but if you're playing the long game with this, Morikawa is a better player than all those guys. Sure. I, I just don't see it this week. I'm always playing week to week, the slate in front of me. I still have other guys rating out better than him, and I don't care about that. I see you should because Morikawa is going to win now. All right, we'll that's, see. That's the guy. I'll, that, I'll take my chances. That, I am that, back in studio, so maybe not the same. But that's the guy that you're going to want this week. I mean, hopefully Cam Young. But essentially, my core is the three guys that finished one, two, three at Riviera. I'm coming into form right now, Pat. So. Ne- Neiman, Young, Morikawa. Just those three guys are going to be my core. We'll figure it out from there. <laughs> uh, need to get a top five to cash and one and done. Should I go Neiman, Young, or Hatton? I'd say Neiman's probably your best bet. That order, Neiman, Young, Hatton. What's the reason for being on where he did that one? Riskier to fade entire 10k or entire 6k. Probably it's riskier to fade the entire 10K than the 6K. I think it's way riskier to fade the entire 10K this week because I think, like I said, the winners typically come from up there. I know it's only four guys, so maybe, but then get really heavy with your 9K exposure if that's the case because I think you'll want to get the winner, and I think that's where the winner comes from. So, What do we do with Spieth? Play him. Thoughts on Connors? I like Connors this week. Do you like Connors? Yeah, I do. He's, uh, what, 8,300, yeah. Yeah. And he's not super. He's not weirdly popular like he normally. Him is. and Wise always get like a little bit at the end. But if they're fourteen or fifteen in this type of event with sixty-eight guys and ones that are untouchable or unplayable at the bottom that aren't really getting any ownership, I'm okay with it. I thought about betting Connors this week. I just don't know if he makes enough putts to win minus twenty-two. 
Yeah. What's his and what's his number? Fifty five. Same as Hideki. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like either of them. Uh, at the risk of being banned, thanks for the terrific work, Tom Brady and work Tom Brady and Pee Wee. I guess you're Tom Brady and I'm Pee Wee. Ben for life. Fuck you. Yeah. Rory or M or Zalatoris and Fitz? I like Zalatoris and Fitz. R- Rory and M. Thoughts on fading young for Neiman? Sure. If you want to fade young, I have Neiman would be my preference. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Like I said, I like Spieth underneath them. Lowry, Neiman, those guys are guys you could sub in if you wanted to. Or play a couple of them together. Why haven't I talked about C? Woo! As of yet? Oh, just not feeling it. 7,000 even? over Another range that's overlooked a little bit? I could see getting to him, and I would get why, but I don't know. He was like first round leader last week, and I think he finished like nine strokes worse than his first round. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, again, like I said, got Keegan there that you can get different with. Keith Mitchell's not as owned. Seamus Power. There's Mito. Mav? We didn't talk about Mav. Do you like Mav this no, week? No, not big greens. You want small greens with Mav. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I do I do think um, people will play Mav. Tigala or Pereira? Um, probably Mito for me. I'm going neither. 12th, yeah. second, second for Sungjae, the last three tourneys. Yeah. Doesn't feel, feels like he's flying under the radar, Andrew asked. I don't feel like he's at Sung JLB. He was the most popular guy last week. Yeah, I've got him around 17. A uh, million dollars down and one and done. Hovland or the wagon, Tom Kim? I think at this point I would take Tom Kim. God. If you just need to take a shot. If more people, if they still have Hovland, if people have Hovland and Tom Kim left, people will use Hovland over Tom Kim. I feel like you're getting in one and done. Yeah. Play, play who you like. It's neat. I, I think both of them are fine plays, and I think that, you know, there's not enough that have Hovland that it's going to be like you needed to get contrarian. So if you think Hovland wins more money, go with Hovland. I, I like Hovland better for sure. Who do you like for the Boise Open? Already did that at the beginning of the show. One and done, Cantlay, Finau, or Hovland? If you haven't used Cantlay to this point, you have to be like one of one people yeah. left. Can't, Cantlay or Finau, I would pick between yeah, those. Yeah, but I just think no one would have, like, if you're looking to separate yourself, I think they're all, like, baseline. I would go Cantlay, to be honest, yeah. if I'm giving the full answer, yeah. I mean, I like Finau objectively better than Cantlay, but I know people have Finau left. I know people really don't have Cantlay left. So if you do, you might as well use them. Rank Grio, Clark, and Munoz. Grio, Munoz, Clark. Munoz, Clark, Grillo. Thoughts on Hatton? Eh. Not really, no. Thoughts on HV3? I'm not. You're I, in. I am flop leg. 69. I, but I played him at 7,400. I played him at 9,000. I played him at 9,700 back at the RBC Canadian Open. So uh, I'm definitely not going away at 6,900. We get in the last newsletter tonight. I mean, the last golf exclusive newsletter, but there's going to be tons of newsletters during football season that also include golf at the same time. It's not like I'm stopping golf content. Yeah. I may play Luke List and I hate it. Well, no one gives a fuck what you do, Vincent. You're banned for life, you piece of shit. I'm out of here. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that at all. Vincent, you call Actually, him no, first name. Yeah, just, uh, I don't like it. I don't care what you do. Do it. Do whatever you want. How about that? Actually, Andrew asked one more question. We'll get to him. Thoughts on Rom Morikawa Sungjae lineup build? I don't yeah. mind that at all, actually. Yeah, I would say it's good because, like, first of all, I like Rom up top, but the setup of it where we talked about Rom and then Finau and then Cam Young, you're basically getting off the second. So you're, you're putting a little bit different spin on it. And I like that. Tambo, you're live tonight on Rum Pure. I am. Yeah, this afternoon of our live premium show over there, rumpuresports.com. If you guys want to get signed up, you can use promo code NFL15. Gets you 15% off for life. So even include Saberson package. So that'll be good. Back here Thursday night on the Mayo Media Network doing the round two showdown show. Back to normal schedule this week. The same uh, channel, same spots, probably around the same time. Different crew will be on for Friday night. And then we've got our Run Pure Sports YouTube channel doing the round four premium show 
for Saturday night going into Sunday. So runpeersports.com, NFL 15 promo code. Did you say that gave me, uh, they would just give me $15,000 if I subscribe? Is that what you said? Imagine that. <laughs> I'd have to come out of my pocket then, and I can't do that right now. So 15% off. For life. Like for the life. NWO, it's for life. And with the All Sports 1 price, NFL coming up, it's obviously going to get crazy. you got a great squad over there, so check that out. Runthesims.com slash mayo free nfl projections for season long if you want to go use them right now just need an email to sign up but if you want the dfs and betting package it's all in one all the tools that are there you can customize them any way you like run the sims.com slash mayo to get yourself 10 percent off right now the week one listeners league is now live it's down in the description smash like and sub to the channel on the way out me jeff and cust are back tomorrow with nfl award predictions and bets so tune in then. I'm Pat Mayo. Thank you all for watching. I'll see you next time. Mayo experience! Experience!